place Jesus oh come on somebody let's bless his name come on somebody invite him in this place lift up your voice lift up your hands and call upon the name of the Lord we need you Jesus oh God we can't do anything without you we need your Holy Ghost we need your power we need your presence oh we need your touch in this place this morning oh God there is none other like you oh God we've come to exalt you Jesus we come to glorify you, dear Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 8. Jeremiah chapter 8 and beginning at verse, beginning at verse 19, behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people, the cause of them that dwell in a far country is not the Lord in Zion, is not her king in her, why have they provoked me? to anger, with their graven Im images, and with strange vanities. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black, Aston astonishment have taken hold on me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I want to talk about there is balm. There is balm. You can be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. Verse 22, Jeremiah asks a question here. And the question is, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? 
question he's asking is a, a rhetorical question. And he's asking, and the, the thing is, Jeremiah knew that there was balm there, there was, that there was a means for healing there. And the question was, then why aren't my people recovering? Um, if you do any studying on balm, you'll find out that it was a, it was a medicinal uh, salve. It was a, a, a form of uh, ointment in those days. Um, that was very, it was sold out a lot in those days, in those ancient times. You'll find out that when you read the account of, it was a, it was a precious commodity in trade. You'll find out that when you read the account of Joseph and how that when Joseph went to his brethren and how that when he came to his brethren, his brethren um, laid hold of him, ripped his coat of many colors off of him, and throwed him in a pit. And as they sat there, and they Joseph is in the pit, and they're sitting down enjoying lunch, Ishmaelites come by, and you'll find out that those Ishmaelites, that they was heading um, to Egypt. They had just came from Gilead. And the scripture tells us that they had bombs to take into Egypt. And you'll find, so as you begin to study, you'll find out that it was something that was sought out. It was um, symbolic to healing, um, to um, a cure, a form of a cure. And um, here, Jeremiah is asking the question, is there no balm in Gilead? Um, you'll read the scripture, this same scripture, and you'll find out in different translations there are um, different different translations concerning this scripture but one of the translations in the book of in the the amplified version you read this verse verse 22 you'll find out that the question is uh, he asked the question why is it my people healed why aren't their wounds healed in the in parentheses you'll find that it said that um, because Zion no longer enjoyed the presence of the great physician. So we find out that Israel, God's people, the reason that they aren't recovered is because they lost and enjoyed, they no longer enjoyed um, the presence of God. They no longer enjoyed his presence. They no longer enjoyed the things of God as they begin to seek after other things. And because of this, their condition remained the same. They were not changed because they had forsook the great physician. Uh, this morning, it is, my, um, it is my deep desire that I never lose an enjoyment for the things of God, that I never um, begin to um, stop rejoicing in the things of God. You'll find out that people will rejoice in so many different things. Um, I know that these past couple of days there are people that have rejoiced to the fact that the Miami Heat won the NBA Finals. And there are people that will rejoice in those things, but you'll find out that people will no longer rejoice in the things of God. Um, they find pleasure in the things of this life, and they take pleasure. Um, you know, that's what enjoy means, that you take pleasure in something. And people, they take pleasure in the things of this life. But the problem with the things of this life, the scripture tells us that the pleasures of this world, it tells us that it's only for a season. Okay? But the Bible tells us that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy and that at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to take pleasures in the things of God this morning. I want to be involved in the things of God. When I play an instrument, I don't want to do it out of obligation, but I want to take pleasure in it. When I sing in the presence of the Lord, I don't want to do it out of obligation, but I want to do it because I take pleasure in it. I want to do it because I enjoy it, because I love it. When I lift up my hands, when I open up my mouth, I'm doing it because I love it. I take pleasure in it. I love it. There's no other th place that I'd rather be. There's no other thing that I would rather be involved in than the things of God can be seated tonight, this morning. You'll find out that people do things 
fall into a rut. They begin to do things out of obligation because people expect them to do it. I'm not here this morning out of obligation. I'm not here this morning because I'm afraid if I don't show, show up that somebody is going to begin to call and ask questions why I'm not here. I'm doing it because I love the things of God this morning. I'm doing it because there is no other place like the presence of the Almighty God this morning. David said, what thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The reason that I'm here is because I have a desire to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I'm not doing it out of obligation. I'm not doing it because somebody drug me here. I'm doing it because I love the presence of the Lord. I'm doing it because I love being in the house of God. Here in the praises of Zion being sung and lifting up my hands and opening up my mouth. You can be seated this morning. So you'll find out that God's people lost. They no longer enjoyed the things of God. They no longer delighted in the things of God. And because of it, they were not healed. Because of it, they went without being healed, without being saved, without being um, being soothed of their illnesses. And their illnesses was that they had fell into idolatry. They had fell into sin. And God wanted to heal them. There was balm there in Gilead. There was a great physician there. I want somebody to know that there is balm in the house of the Lord this morning. There is a great physician in the house of the Lord this morning. I don't know what your condition is that you came in with this morning. It may be physically, but I want you to know that God can heal you physically, but more impo most importantly, he wants to heal you spiritually this morning. I believe that there are some people that have came into the house of the Lord this morning, and you are in a spiritual condition that has not been healed, that has not been touched. Now, I want you to know that the Lord is here to touch you this morning. The Lord is here to cheer you of that sickness this morning. The Lord is here to set you free. You can be seated this morning. God is well able to heal you physically. But I promise you God wants to heal a person spirit most importantly. Because you can be healed physically and still lose your soul. Jesus taught this. He said, you know, it's better to go without an eye. It's better to go without a limb and to enter in to heaven that way than to enter into hell whole. It's better. You'll read the scripture where they brought the, the man, his friends brought, them, brought him and they broke up the rooftop and let him down into the house where Jesus was, and, and Jesus saw their faith. But you'll find out that the first thing that Jesus did was not heal him physically. That wasn't the first thing he did. The first thing Jesus did was forgive him of his sins. I want you to know that God is more important. He's more concerned about healing somebody's spirit this morning. He's more concerned about setting somebody free of some things that have kept them bound, some things that have kept them captive, some things that has them tied up. I want to know if anybody have came into the house of the Lord this morning determined that I'm going to allow God to have his way in my heart this morning. I'm not leaving here one more time. The same way that I came in, I know I may have came in here bound by some things. I know I may have came in here depressed, but I believe that if I give my life and I give my heart over completely to the Lord, that I can leave here with my hands lifted up. I can leave here with the praise in my mouth. I can leave here with the leap in my step. I can leave here with the joy of the Lord. You can be seated this morning. bomb was, was an anointment. It was symbolic of healing. You know, the worst thing a person could, 
possibly do is to ignore the fact that they have a need of something. To ignore the fact that there is a desperate need in their lives. And I'm not talking about a need for money. I'm not talking about a need for material things because you'll find out that people try to cover up the real need that they have in their lives with those things. And it doesn't work. Because I want you to know you can paint it up, you can fix it up, you can nip and tuck it all you want. But Jesus sees the real me. Jesus sees the real you. Jesus sees the real me. You know, I can I can put on <coughs> I can put on the suits, I can put on the tie, but Jesus sees my heart and he sees the condition of my heart. He sees the condition of the real me. This outward this flesh is not the real us. The real us is our spirits. That's the part that's the that's the that's the part of us that is going to live eternally with God or eternally separated from God. I don't know about anybody else but I don't want to be separated from God when it comes down to eternity. I want you to know that that's the only thing that matters. Living for this life does not matter. Living for the life to come is what matters. That's why I'm in the house of the Lord trying to get some things right with God right now because I want to live for that life to come. I want to make decisions in this life that will ensure that I hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. That's the reason I'm here. I'm not living for this life. I'm making decisions that is going to ensure that I make it, that life to come. You can be seated this morning. But you'll find out people will, people will put on a facade, people will cover up and make it appear that everything is okay and everything is all right. And you may fool the person next to you. You may fool a spouse. You may fool, you may even fool the man of God to a certain, to a certain point. But you can't fool God. You can't fool God. You'll read in the scripture in the book of Revelations, chapter 3, where the Lord begins to address a church. Now, Jesus, he begins to tell them they had deceived themselves in thinking that everything was okay. They, they saw themselves a certain way, but Jesus saw the real them. And he said, he said, I know your works and the fact that you're not hot or cold. He said, I would that you were hot or cold, but the fact that you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. And he says that you say to yourself, you say that I'm rich. You say that, um, you say that you're rich. You say that you have this, you have that, and you don't know that you're naked. You don't know that you're miserable, okay? And then he told them, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. I want you to know that God is trying to give somebody some sound advice this morning. God is trying to advise somebody that to partake of what he's offering this morning. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want to reject the counsel of the Lord this morning. There are those that reject the counsel of the Lord, but I don't want to reject his counsel this morning. I want to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church this morning. And if God is telling me that there are some things that I need to get right, then I don't want to fight with God. I want to go ahead and get in line with his word, and I want to go ahead and get those things right and in line with his word this morning, I want to lay some things down. I want to turn away from some ungodly ways. I want God to have his way in my heart this morning. You can be seated. Because he went on and he told them. He told them to. He told them to apply. I said to their eyes that they might see. And I salve, salve is another way of saying bomb. They thought they saw. 
They thought they saw it correctly. But God, the Lord was telling them, no, you need to apply some eyesight so that you can see this thing the way that it really is. I don't want to fool myself this morning. I don't want to deceive myself in thinking that I see and I really don't see. I mean, I don't care. You know, it may be a painful thing for you to face the fact that I, I may have some things that are wrong in my life. Um, I have some things that I may need to get correct. I need to correct and I need to straighten out and I need to get in line. There are some people that I'm, it may be a painful th thing for you to come to an understanding that there are some people that I need to separate myself from because they are dragging me down the wrong path. There are some, um, there are some places that I need to stop going. There are some things that I need to stop being involved in. It may be a painful thing to come to that point and, um, and um, admit to yourself. But I want you to know, I'd rather deal with the pain right now than to deal with it later. I don't want that garbage following me when it's time for me to stand before the great white throne. I want to be able to stand before God open, openly and not have any of that baggage on my back but in order for me to do that I gotta get it right right now God is telling me to let go of some things and guess what I want to make it to heaven so I'm gonna go ahead and let go of some things I'm gonna go ahead and let God apply that holy ointment to my eyes so that I can see that this is a more better way this is a better way of living this is a better way of thinking I need God to help me to see it correctly this morning. I need God to apply something to my life this morning. I need the Holy Ghost this morning. I want you to know that that is the bond this morning. That is symbolic to healing this morning. If you want to be healed this morning, I want you to know that you can, you can do whatever you want to in this life. It'll never amount to anything. But when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll find the healing that you've been longing for. You'll find what you've been searching. You can be seated this morning. David said that the Lord, that he would heal the broken of heart and that he would bind up the wounds. There are people there in this place this morning. You got some wounds. There are some things that have happened in your life. There are some situations that you've, had, that you've encountered that have left wounds in your life, that have caused you um, to, to um, be hurt, you know. And here's the problem. You can't deal with a, a wounded spirit on your own. There are people that try to deal with wounded spirits and a spiritual condition on their own, and they try to they try to fix it with the things of this world and the things of this life, and it never amounts to anything. Solomon asked the question. He said, "A wounded spirit." He said, "Who can bear it? Who can bear it? Nobody can bear a wounded spirit. Nobody can take care of a wounded spirit. If that wound if that wound continues to remain there, you'll find out that people fall into bad situations. They fall into depression because of a wounded spirit." There are people that come to an, that believe that taking their lives is the way to deal with a wounded spirit. I want you to know that there is no answer for a wounded spirit in this life. But I want you to know the cure for that wounded spirit is Jesus Christ this morning. I want you to know that the Holy Ghost will heal the wounded spirit that is in your life this morning. I don't know about anybody else, but I come to let God have his way in my life this morning. I didn't come to put on a facade. I didn't come to make it seem like everything is okay and that I got it all going okay. Listen, you don't have it all figured out, but I want you to know that there is an answer this morning. There's a remedy for your situation. There's a solution for your problem this morning. And I want you to know it's Jesus Christ. I want you to know that it's the Holy Ghost. You can be seated this morning. The Bible tells us that Jesus taught a parable. And told them about a man 
that went on a journey. And how that this man fell amongst thieves. The Bible says that they wounded him. They stripped him for his, from his, of his raiment. And they left him half dead. And there were those that you would have thought would have helped this man, that would have lended him a helping hand. There was a, a priest that walked past him, saw this man in this, in this state, and he continued to go on about his business. Then a Levite came, saw this man in this condition, and the Bible says that he went on about his way. Scripture tells us that a Samaritan came and that this Samaritan saw this man and that he had compassion on him. So he took the man, he poured wine and oil to his wounds, that he bowed him up, bound up his wounds. He took him to an inn. He gave the person that was there in the end, gave him a certain amount of money and said, whatever you spend, I will pay you when I come back. I want you to know <coughs> this morning that this is not just a parable. This is not just a story that was told. But if you really look at it very closely, this is an account of each and every one of us about each and every one of us. This is an account of humanity that we're reading, that you read about. As we all fell among a thief. The Bible calls the devil, tells us that he is a thief and that he has come to kill, he's come to steal, and he's come to destroy. And I want you to know that when sin got done with each and every one of us, because we're all born in the sin, shaping in the iniquity, the Bible tells us. That means each and every one of us. No one is excluded from that. The Bible tells us that that man was left half dead. And that is the condition of each and every one of us when we're born into this life. But I'm so thankful for the day that Jesus Christ came into my life. I'm so thankful for the day that he poured that oil in my life. I want you to know that that all is symbolic to the Holy Ghost this morning. And I'm so thankful for the day that God filled me with his spirit. I want somebody to know that you are in a state that you need God's spirit inside of you this morning. You need, there are people that, that walk into the house of the Lord and you know that they're in a bad condition. Their countenance reveals that they're in a bad condition. Their countenance reveal that things aren't good. But I want you to know that the Bible tells us that he gives oil to make thy face to shine. I want you to know that God wants to be the health of your countenance this morning. And in order for that to happen, you got to get the oil this morning. You got to get the Holy Ghost. This, I promise you, God fills you with the Holy Ghost. You ain't leaving here with a frown on your face. You're not leaving here with your head hung down low. You're not leaving here with your lip dragging the ground. Come on, somebody. You want the answer? You want the solution this morning? I want you to know that it's the Holy Ghost. There is no other option. There is no other solution this morning. You can be seated. Word of God tells us, I want you to know, if you try the things of this life, you try, there's a void in each and every one of us. If you try to fulfill that void with the things of this life, you're going to remain the same way. You're going to remain in that condition. The Bible tells us that the Lord said that when Judah noticed her wounds and that when um, Ephraim noticed her wounds, that they went to the king of Assyria for help. And the Bible says that he could not cure your wounds. You'll read in the book of, in the book of Jeremiah, you'll read where the Lord told them to go to, go to Gilead and get bombed. But the Bible says that because in vain 
you seek after other medicines, other remedies, you will not be cured. I want you to know that seeking after anything else other than Jesus Christ, other than the word of God, it's all in vain. It is all in vain. You're wasting your time. I don't have any interest in wasting time this morning. This life is too short, and this world is coming to an end very fast. And I want to make the best of the time that I have. The church service that I'm in this morning, I want to make the best of my opportunity this morning. I don't want to keep living my life in vain, trying to try to uh, fulfill things with the things of this life. But I want to go ahead and get my hands in the air and let God know that I found out that you are the only answer. You're the only solution. You're the only remedy. There is no other remedies besides you, Jesus. I need your Holy Ghost. I need your spirit. I need your touch this morning. I need you to change me. I need you to pull me out of this depression. You can be seated this morning. The Bible tells us that he gives the oil of joy for mourning. We need that oil of joy this morning. The bomb is a symbolic to the oil as well. We need that oil this morning. There are people that want joy. They want peace. They want all of these things. The problem is, it's not found in this life. It's not found in this life. Joy is not found in hopping from relationship to relationship. It's not joy. And you will never find it. It's not found in the bo- in a bottle of an uh, alcohol substance, it's not found in that this morning. It's not found in all of the arenas. There are arenas filled, there are stadiums filled with people that will be lifting up their hands and opening up their mouths and they're trying to fulfill some kind of void in their lives. But I want you to know that they'll leave and within hours they'll be back to their same condition, the same state. It's not found in the things of this life. It's found in the Holy Ghost. Some say, well, I don't believe that. Well, you read the scriptures. The Bible tells us that one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. Okay? It's found in Jesus this morning. Okay? The Bible says that when Philip went down to Samaria and that he preached Jesus to them, people were healed. Unclean spirits was cast out of people. People was baptized in the name of Jesus. They was filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that there was great joy in that city. I want you to know that the joy is found in Jesus Christ this morning. It's found in the Holy Ghost this morning. Peter called it joy unspeakable and full of glory. Somebody needs to get that all of joy this morning. And I promise you, your morning will leave. I promise you, your sorrow will leave as you found the joy that you've been looking for. It's found in the house of the Lord this morning. You're in the place where there is balm for your sickness this morning. You're in a place where there is a great physician that stands ready to heal you, to cure you, to set you free this morning. You can be seated. Be seated. Search for love. They call. It's amazing how people will get involved with another person of the opposite sex or these days, same sex. They'll call that love. They'll say, I love them. You'll find out that if it's not in God, it's not in the Lord, if it's not according to his word, then it's not real love. It's not love. The truth is it's love. And people think that they are going to find love in someone else, another individual or something. It's not going to happen. I want you to know that love is found in the Holy Ghost. Love is found in God. The Bible says that God is love. Okay? That's what he is. 
Word of God tells us that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. It's found in the Holy Ghost this morning. And it's, it's a sad thing to see people wander and lose precious years, precious times in their lives, wandering in circles in this world, trying to heal the void, trying to heal the wound with things in this life. Listen, I want you to know that you're in a place where there is a healing, where there is a healing. You're in that place this morning. Jeremiah asked the question, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there not a physician there? I got the answer this morning. There is balm. There is a holy ointment that is in this house this morning. I want you to know that there is a great physician that is in the house this morning. And if I go unhealed, if I go un, uh, unattended to, it's not because there isn't a physician. It's not because there isn't a holy ointment that can heal me and that can soothe my womb. It's because that I'm determined to live the way that I want to live. I don't want to be stuck in a rut and be determined in my own stubbornness, in my own arrogance to live in this life because I'm going to continue to be in a pit. I'm going to continue to be in that depression. I'm going to continue to be in that state, but I want to go ahead and submit myself to the will of, of the Lord and let him know, not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. I surrender to your authority. I surrender to your kingship. I'm giving my life over to you. Have your way, God. Shape and mold me. Go ahead, dear God. I am the potter. I'm the clay. You are the potter. Mold and shape me into what you want me to be. You can be seated this morning. So, you'll find out that you read this account. You read chapter 8. You'll, you'll read how Jeremiah is lamenting and how he is mourning. You can feel the agony that he is expressing as people. Now, here's the thing. If anybody should have been healed, it was these people. They weren't that far from the bomb. They, they knew the bomb was right at their fingertips. It was right there. And yet, they went unhealed. They went unrecovered because they were determined to live the way that they wanted to live and how they wanted to do things. I want you to know that your answer is right here in the house of the Lord this morning. It's right at your fingertips. It's right there. It's yours for the taking. But I want you to know that the Lord is not going to force it on you. He's not going to make you. He's not going to make you allow him to have his way in your life. That's up to you. That's your decision. It's your choice. Problem is, the thing is, God has given us freedom of choice. God is not interested in having robots. God is not interested in forcing somebody into doing something. It's all up to you. And I believe that as I'm speaking this morning, there are people that are here. You feel every word that I'm saying. You know that, it's, that God has been pulling and God has been reaching for you for a long time. You know that there are situations that are in your life. You know that there is a condition. You know that how you feel when you lay your head down to sleep at night and you know that you're not right. You know that your life is still empty of something. Though you are searching the world, though you may have uh, the things of this life, though the bank account may be, a, may be full, though you may have a good job, though you may have a, a nice home to live in, you still feel some kind of emptiness. There's still a void. You can feel it. Now I want you to know that the answer for that this morning is Jesus Christ. And I'm not talking about just coming and, 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 and saying, Lord, have your way and weeping and saying that I accept you. It's more than that. It's completely surrendering. 
It's, it's repenting, laying it down, turning away from it. If you haven't been baptized, been baptized in his name this morning, in the name of Jesus, and allowing God to apply that ointment to your life. It's the Holy Ghost. Allowing God to, to anoint you with that oil of gladness, the Bible calls it. There are people that I know, you feel every word that I'm saying, you hear it, you know it. And the answer this morning is the Lord. The answer is letting God have his way <coughs> in your life this morning. Don't come up with excuses. You know, it's the devil will cause a person to use excuse after excuse after excuse of why they haven't been healed. But you don't want, you want to throw the excuses out of the out of the window. You you wanna you wanna leave it, let go of the excuses and let God have his way. The Bible tells us that there was a man that sat at a pool. The Bible says for 38 years this man was, he was unhealed. For 38 years he was this way in his predicament, in his situation. The word of God tells us that a certain time of the year that the angel would go down and he would trouble the waters. And the Bible says that Jesus came, and when Jesus saw that man, he knew that that man had been in that state, in that condition for some time. And he asked the man, why haven't you been healed yet? And the man had every excuse on why he wasn't healed. Oh, every time I try to get in, somebody beat me. I ain't got nobody to put me in there. And the word of God says that, Jesus just went on past, got past his excuses, and dealt with the situation and healed him. I want you to know that if you want the Lord to heal you, you're going to have to let go of excuses. You're going to have to let go of the excuse of, well, this was how I was brought up. Okay? That excuse is not good enough. You're going to have to let go of the excuses, well, um, my, my parents did it this way. My, my grandmother did it this way. And this is all I know. Guess what? You got to let go of that excuse if you want God to heal you. I know people that would reject truth and would reject the, the sincere word of God and remain in false doctrine all because that's how they was brought up. That's how they was taught. But the only thing with that is that that will not heal you. That will not save you. The truth of God's word will heal you and will save you. And you got to let go of the excuses if you want to be made whole. If you want to be healed, if you want God to have his way in your life, you got to let go of those excuses. You got to throw them out the window and say, God, you know what? I may have been brought up this way, but your word says it this way. And guess what? I'm going to put my trust in your word. I'm going to put my faith in you. And I believe if I do it, you're going to heal me. You're going to set me free. You're going to pull me out of this rut. You're going to pull me out of this pit. You got to get rid of your excuses and go ahead and let God have his way in your life this morning. Come on, you got to forget what everybody else is saying and what everybody else thinks about you. And you got to go ahead and let God have his way in your heart this morning. Forget about what the co-workers are saying. Forget about what lost relatives are saying. The only thing that matters is me being whole. The only thing that matters is me being set free. The only thing that matters is me allowing God to have his way in my life. You can be seated this morning. It's the only thing that matters this morning. It's the only thing that matters this morning. They lost. They no longer enjoyed the things of God. They no longer appreciated the things of God. So because of it, they went unhealed. There are people that find pleasure in this life, but when it comes to God, they have no time for it. There's no, there's no enjoyment in that. 
They find enjoyment in entertainment, things of this world. And the only problem is all of that is garbage. All of that is pollution that is destroying the fabric of a person's mind, that are, that are destroying moral values. And people find enjoyment in that, and they don't find enjoyment in the things of God, just simply reading God's word. Just coming to the house of the Lord and just giving yourself, lifting up your hands, opening up your mouth, rejoicing in the Lord. People don't find enjoyment in that. You'll find out that because of that, our world is in a terrible condition. It's in a terrible state. I don't want that to be me this morning. But I want to find enjoyment in the things of God. I want to find enjoyment. I want to turn off the media. I want to turn off Hollywood because it ain't nothing good. Ain't nothing good. And I want to get into the word of God. I want to see what God is trying to tell me. I want to see what God is trying to relate to me. God is trying to talk to each and every one of us in here. And I believe God talks to people all day long. God is telling people, look, hey, come here. Come here. Let me tell you something. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me put some wisdom inside of you. But people neglect it. People walk right past what God is trying to say each and every day. The Bible says that he stands with his arms stretched out wide all the day long to a gainsaying people. And people walk past what God is trying to do. They neglect, they will reject what God is trying to do in their lives all day long. And consequently, people are in a bad state spiritually. I want to get it right with the Lord this morning. I'm done. I don't want to fight him one more. One more day. I don't want to kick against what God wants to do in my life. One more day. I want to get my hands in the air, open up my mouth, and let God and begin to admit some things to God and let God know that I know that my life is not right. I know that there is a void in my life. And I've come to understand that the partying won't do it. The clubs won't do it. The multiple relationships won't do it. The alcohol won't do it. The drugs won't do it. But I've come to find out that only you can do it. Only you can heal me. Only you can set me free. Only you can fulfill and minister to the need that is in my life this morning. Let us stand in the house of the Lord this morning. Somebody, let's lift up your hands and open up your mouth and call upon the name of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is in this place this morning. Come on, somebody. Come on, don't be like the, the Laodiceans and fool yourself in thinking that everything is okay and thinking that you can cover it with material things, that you can cover it, your real need and your real situation with material things and think that that's going to cover it and that's going to fix it. God sees right through that. God sees the real you. God sees the real condition. God sees the real need. And I want you to know that need this morning is the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to let God apply that balm to their lives this morning. Let God apply that holy ointment to your life this morning. And let him heal the wound that is in your life this morning. Come on, somebody. Lift up your hands. Open up your mouth and call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, don't try to fool him. He sees it this morning. Don't try to cover it up. God sees it this morning. Your neighbor may not see it, but God sees the real you this morning. And he stands ready to heal you. He stands ready to minister to you. He stands ready to set you free this morning. Oh, come on, somebody. Cry out to him. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. Oh, come on, somebody. These altars are open. I invite you to come down with your hearts. Lift it with your hands. Let God know that this is it, Lord. I'm not, I'm not leaving this way again. I'm going to let you have your way. I'm going to surrender to your will. I'm going to surrender to your plan. I don't 
don't want to lose out with you, Jesus. But I want you to have your way in my heart. Oh, come on, let's call upon the name of the Lord. Give my 